Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Trade season is officially here. The 15th marked the first day that an NBA player can be traded that signed a deal Ooh, over the so offseason. Not extensions, because extension players still can't be traded, like Eric Gordon, so on and so forth, Bradley Beal. Those guys cannot be traded this season. But if you sign with a new team or you re-sign and not an extension, you are on the trade market. So we're going to be talking about trades on this episode. We're going to be talking about last night's games because we had a 26-point lead blown, then a 25-point lead blown. We're going to be talking about playing hooky, calling out being sick, but then taking some <laughs> pictures on a boat. Yep. We got a full, full episode for y'all. First, we're starting off with the Christmas giving. I told y'all last episode that something happened with FedEx where the package for Pierre and Derek's um, present got is missing, but it actually showed up like an hour after we recorded that podcast. We were still sitting here. We were recording the after show. Go download that, by the way. And it came. Part of it came. Pierre's gift is lost in the ether somewhere, so I got to call FedEx or the people that I bought it for. Either way, Derek's gift is here. <laughs> I see this. I'm excited. Uh, drum roll, please. Derek, we bought, I bought you what? a signed picture of LaMarcus Aldrich. It's what? authentic. It has been verified, and this is him going up against Zebo, another one of your favorite players, maybe. Oh, my God. He just seemed like the type, you know? Hmm. When I saw the package, I was like, what can be that small? Mm-hmm. You thought I got flat. you a book or something. I was like, was like damn, I got to read no, no, it. I was thinking about it last night before I went to bed. I was like, it has to be a post <laughs> Before he went to bed. <laughs> so you that, you that type of person where you look at the shit, analyze it. He shake, he shake the yeah. box under the I was tree. Thinking, I was thinking like, should I have asked him, can I shake the box? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's true. I thought it was a phone case for some reason. Now, that would have been cool too. Um, if it was signed. Yeah. While Lamarcus Aldridge is here, do do you have anything like that? Not not signed, but like pictures like that. Uh, no. So, do you have a place you're gonna put that? Probably on your TV or some shit like that. Probably put it on my wall. You gonna hang it? Yeah. You can hang it. You can get like it's a, an optimal size for like a picture frame. You yeah. Can, you can do a lot of things with, it. or you can throw it under your bed. It don't matter too much. It was just a gift for me to you because I know you're a big Lamarcus Aldridge fan. I would never throw this under my bed. That's disrespect. Believe it or not. Pretty damn cheap to get Lamarcus Aldridge's <laughs> signature, apparently. Because who's buying Lamarcus Aldridge's signature besides me for Derek? <laughs> but there it is. Yeah, duh. <laughs> that's a good ass point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do y'all want to open up with? Basketball related. Let's let's go. Uh, last night games. This is fresh. Okay. You know, a lot of people was excited about it on Twitter. Because we had, uh, we were supposed to have Luca versus Giannis, mm-hmm. but as we all know, Luca. Um, Sprained his ankle, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for at least a week as he gets back to things. And we were thinking, ah, the Bucs are just about to run away with it because there's no Luka. And now, well, Porzingis came to play. Not the first glimpse, but one of the first glimpses in the wild because the last five or six games, he's just been averaging like 13 points per game, shooting yeah. inefficiently. And in this game, he stepped up. Seth Curry had a second game in the last three where he scored 25 or more. This team... <clears throat> Just show the world that no, it's not just the Lucas show. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's, you know, a fan said something to me. Um, I think Derek tweeted about. You tweeted about this game. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. First of all, you called this. A I, no, no, no. When I looked at that it, score, it was, it was a thirteen point lead. No, it was, it was fifteen. Up. It was fifteen. And it was like three minutes left. It was like a 15-point lead. And I, it, it ended was. up being a four-point yeah, game. They ended up coming back. They tried their hardest to, to make a run. And they did make a run, but they couldn't close it out. But, um... 
Yeah, he tweeted about it, and I was like, something about Chris Porzingis, I said, of course. And then a fan was like, this Lucas' injury could be a blessing in disguise, and I think that was a good way to put it. But also, before the game, somebody uh, asked Porzingis about Luca being out and, and was asking, will we see the New York Knicks version of the of Porzingis now that there's no Luca?" Mm-hmm. And Porzingis, you know, gave a real good answer about, you know, um, about a, not – going into that mode about still being within the offense still letting things be how it is and not making it about him and that he'll make his shots over time and I thought that that was a good mindset even yeah, before the game and seeing yeah. the performance and you know him having that mindset and having that attitude still allowed him to flourish and be, have his 26 and 12 mm-hmm. uh, I think he shot four threes let me be clear um, yeah, he I, he hit four. He did hit four because I know he had two from like damn about a logo yeah and that was late in the fourth or in the fourth quarter to, to you know to close things out. I mean, the Bucks went on their run, though. Like Derek said, they were up, they were down by 15 with a few minutes left and ended up being a four-point game. And it was just like <laughs> one free throw miss away for potentially going into overtime. Yeah. Um, this is just – I mean, it sucks for the Bucks because obviously their streak ended. But I don't think they – you're like, that's not something that you care about. You just lost your fourth game of the entire season, and mm-hmm. we're about to be two months into it. Right. I feel like it still kind of stings a little that you lost to the Mavs without, without Luka. And Giannis dropped almost yeah. 50. Well, that's the thing. But Nobody <laughs> else can get a shot for them except for, but that's I guess, a good Cal Corver. Because, I mean, this team looked – they seem doing way better than they did last season. And they figured out that, that last season didn't really matter if you don't do anything in the playoffs. So this, yeah. this team shouldn't be worried about that regular season. I – you know, not to panic, not to overreact or anything, but this is my main concern with them as a team. They're going to coast and they're going to be great because they have probably the most dominant player, not even mm-hmm. probably, but they have the most dominant player in the game right now, single-handedly mm-hmm. carrying them. So when you have that type of dominance throughout the 82-game season, you're going to win a lot of games. It's just what it is. But when we start talking about series, we start talking about consistency, we start yeah. talking about seven-game series where teams are able to key on you and teams are able to plan properly and, and execute and do different things, this is what I'm afraid of right here, is that in a seven-game series, you're going to have nights where a team is going to say, let Giannis kill us. Right. Because he can have 48 and they can still lose. Yeah. But then you look at Chris Middleton, who's their second guy, and he has nine points in 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, three points in 20 minutes, one for eight, zero, you know, 0 for four from three. Mm-hmm. And obviously, mm-hmm. they're going to have their moments where Chris Middleton has 25 and yeah. Brooke Lopez has 17. But they also have these moments where. It's like nobody else. Mm-hmm. It's no like Kyle Corver had 17 points because he got hot behind the three point line. But other other than that, nobody was there. And I know Bledsoe is hurt. That's another thing we have to give them um, some some slack off of. Even though they should, still should have won the game, and I like the fact that they started Dante DiVincenzo. But they just don't have that that guy. Yeah, and um, yeah. and that's what I've been stressing about this team. Like you can see how dominant they are. But they just still seem like one of the easiest teams to defend in the playoff in the series. And I'm not saying yeah. easy to defend. I'm saying game plan. Because we saw the Raptors yeah, yeah. single. We, said, we saw the Raptors like lock in on them. I I just can't think too much about this one game because Chris Middleton no, has been no, incredible. No, I'm this not season. saying this is that that game, but it's just like you're saying we're trying to think about the bigger picture. No, I understand. Yeah. Can we take away? Stuff? He's averaging 18, five, and four. 50, 40, 90. Basically, he's 59.3. Yeah, he's, he's been amazing so the Bucks far have been this rolling. season. Um, and even Eric Bledsoe's been pretty good. Like it's just, yeah. it just so happened that we, they had a game where nobody else can hit a shot other yeah. than Giannis and I guess Cal Corver in the fourth quarter. It's just like, it's kind of, in my eyes, I looked at this game as an anomaly. 
Because nobody, literally, no, he had no help yesterday. And this is a team that is built around having players that, like, they say next man up mentality. This team has that. When Chris Middleton was down, they continued their win streak because we had a pack harnesses. Like, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to give you 20. Wesley Matthews occasionally give you a 15, 16 point. It just so happened that on national TV, when nobody cared about their seven game, 17 game win streak, they lost to a team without their best player. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, like, like I said, I'm not overreacting at all. Uh, this is something I said before they even went on any streak. This is always going to be a concern. It's a, the same way like the Rockets. The Rockets cruise through the, the regular season many right, of but years. It's yeah. just concerns for their postseason. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. right. that's that, the, that, that needs to be worked on in the regular season mm-hmm. as you're coasting. Yeah. Don't the Dallas Mavericks have a tough stretch coming up? Yes, they go. They win against the Bucks. They won. They go against the 76ers. They go against the um, so they're Celtics. On the East Coast, yeah, they're, they're on the East Coast, East Coast trip. trip. They're on the okay. East Coast trip. And they're one and zero. The Dallas Mavericks come the first team in the NBA so far this year to beat the Lakers and the Bucks in the same season. That's crazy, considering how good those two teams have been. But they also lost to the Knicks twice. So I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It's a very weird thing. That's just the way it is. For you know, do you think they're gonna fall far down in these next Without two weeks? Luka? In the it's next possible. two weeks, it's, it's possible, possible. But I like that the position they're in, that they're third in the West. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that gives them a little leeway, and also this gives people the opportunity to step up and gain a little bit more confidence. So they go against the Celtics tomorrow. Friday is the 76ers. They got the Raptors on Sunday, Spurs on Thursday, Warriors, Lakers, Thunder. So like that, those are the games that um, Luca will probably be missing. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility that they fall from the three seed all the way down to like the seventh seed if right. they don't. I mean, if they play at this rate, yeah, they'll they, be fine. Yeah, yeah. they stay. At yeah, the same rate. But none of those teams are really like under five hundred. All those are right. Like they're they're play. playing against good teams, or so though the Spurs are not a playoff team at this moment. We they're know the Spurs good. can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they lost, they blew a twenty five point lead last night to the Rockets. So I guess we could transition to that one. I just like that. Like I think Pierre mentioned it, a blessing in disguise that Porzingis gets to get those shots right now and maybe get his rhythm back after yeah. having a, a bad stretch. And then when Luca come back. Who knows who that team is going to be? It wasn't even, for me, it wasn't even like the rhythm thing. It was like he would get guards on him and settle for a 20-foot fadeaway. Like that type of stuff. Like he used to bang down low and dunk on people. Like he's not doing that. He just. Marcus Smart changed his life. Come back down, Marcus Smart. He's like, oh, all small guys must be like this. And he just don't want to, he just don't want to bang them. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll transition to the Spurs Rockets game again. Uh, I was, I didn't want, not watch this game. I was out to dinner and I was just checking the scores. I'm like, man, the Rockets out here. Oh, no, no, no. The Spurs out here killing the Rockets. Yeah. They getting there. Yeah. That's because last time they played each other was the whole dunk that didn't count, you know, yeah, a lot of drama. Marcus Smart, who was he talking about? Uh, Porzingis. Porzingis and Marcus Smart. I was just saying, like, all guards. Like, I, when I watched him play, he gets guards on his back, and he settled for long, fadeaway jumpers all the time. Oh, it's time for Marcus Aldridge. Ooh. But um, <laughs> who, 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 what were you saying about We're talking about the Rockets. Um, we had another good Russell Westbrook game in the last, like, <laughs> five games. He's been pretty damn good after yeah, starting yeah. off very, very slow. And uh, a lot of that's due to, of course, James Harden getting double teamed. Somebody's got to be open, and it happened to be Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed, man. I wanted the Spurs to win this game. Um... <laughs> what was big for them is that Brent Forbes got into big foul trouble after hitting six threes. Mm-hmm. He made six threes straight. Not straight, but like what he didn't did, miss. Uh, <clears throat> PJ Tucker and Daniel House shoot from three. I know they were both struggling. I, I know Daniel House was definitely struggling. The whole Rockets team three. struggled in yeah, the first half. Yeah, Tucker from deep. went two for five. Because James uh, Harden was. Four for 13. I think he only had like Harden. eight points in the first half. James Harden, listen to these numbers 0 for three for Daniel House mm-hmm. from three, two for five for PJ Tucker, four for 13. For uh, Harden, yep. one for seven for Russell, zero for three for Gary Clark, 
Four for nine for Ben McLemore. 0 for 2 for Austin Rivers. So they shot 11 for 43 at a 25%. So 25%. That's DeJounte Murray was really getting into James Harden. Yes. Like, that's... That's why I wanted them to win because I'm a big James Harden fan. I love James Harden in this game. Um, But James Harden over the last week or so has had these run-ins where he does something um, and some, somebody reacts to it, and he acts surprised, kind of like you said on Twitter. Yeah. He does things, and when a person stand up for themselves, he look crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like D, you did it to D-Book. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He did it to D-Book, and now DeJounte Murray. D-Book tried to wrap him up, and he pushed him to the stanchion. So D-Book grabbed the ball, took it to the ref, and told him, like, hey, bro, that was unnecessary or whatever. And then James Harden reacts like, like he wasn't yeah. supposed to do that. <laughs> then DeJounte scores. And looks at the ball. I've seen a lot of people do that. And instead of James Harden just grabbing the ball, he makes sure he bump, bump him to grab. That's what that's what NBA yeah. players do. Well, that's what ball players do. Yeah, they, they, they score. They look at the ball. Yeah. Whatever. No, I'm talking and about then, the bumping thing. Um, no, he. Yeah, I, I don't he, know. I don't know he elbowed. Way. He pushed. No, they started definitely. I don't know good, but I've definitely seen a lot of NBA players bump each other. Like when you score a basket and you're walking by each other, you bump somebody. No, 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 no. Walking past somebody and bumping mm-hmm. them is different than the ball being right there. And I'm doing that ain't yeah, a bump. That's... Bump is like, watch out, little boy. But it was just extra. And then when Dejounte stood up for himself, I, I don't know. I, I just think Dan. I probably, think Dejounte would have gave him the work if he really. I don't want to get into who would have. <laughs> I just think it was funny that Dejounte pointed, pointed at him so fiercely, yeah, yeah. like that. That was <laughs> like, like the the little monkey up. Uh, <laughs> Like that one picture of like it's like Capper with um who was that Playboy Cardi y'all know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what it reminded me of I the monkey it. from Family Guy is a I very think, great comparison I think Dante put that on the set like you ain't got that life <laughs> on the set so let me catch with these strip clubs in San Antonio because if you know Dante story. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm thinking Zach Levine kind of let the cat out the bag out of nowhere last night on Twitter. I was like, oh wow, Zach. Let's, let's I had to respond to that tweet. Don't let nobody. Don't put his business out. Let, let's talk about that clip. So easy bucket. He yeah, sent yeah. the ball a push. He throw the ball and Dejounte really got got into him with the push. Did <laughs> <laughs> you saw the point? Like the point is like, like I don't know what he was saying, but yeah. Um, I like I like both players, but I do think at that point in time he was being locked up. Yeah, it was like what four for seventeen or something yeah. like that, and that was just clearly frustration. Mm-hmm. Twenty two to seven, and it was to the man that's clamping him up. And then um, <laughs> the Spurs, yeah, but just, they got to win a game like that. When you have an incident like that, you up twenty two to seven, you got a twenty five point lead, everything on. I got to close out a game like that. They man, scored like seventeen in the third quarter and eighteen in the fourth quarter. You don't win basketball games that way. Not NBA basketball games. That's some high school shit. And when we talk about shaking up in trades, before we get to what you about to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, this team needs to be on there. I know this against the Spurs way to trade, but mm-hmm. they have to. They have to shake it up. They do. I can't see the rest. I can't see this team for the rest of the season. I cannot. No, nah, they're not only are are they bad, mm-hmm. they're pre born. Yeah, they're born. <laughs> they're born what? And they shouldn't be because they have a, a lot of nice, intriguing talent. Because I'm looking at Brent Forbes as 18, Dejounte has 16, Derek White has 16, Lonnie Walker has zero in 10 minutes. But <laughs> I think it's like Demar and Lamarcus is where mm-hmm. it kind of gets I a little think boring. If they, they're gonna wait. Longer to see how well that team does. Like mm-hmm. that, this team still feels like they can probably make the play. So you think it's going to be more so like they don't make a move to like February if they it's do make. It's probably going to be more of a, like a last. Minute. I, I don't think, think it's no immediate trade yeah, I, unless it's something that's like really enticing them. I think some we we might see a lot of teams take this process to to really to really see because 
you have so much time, it's like, why rush? I know some teams are in a position mm-hmm. where they don't want to take any time. Right. And options are going to, the longer you wait, the more options going to open up because more teams are going to find out, oh, we're not competing no yeah. more. You know, it makes sense to Asking trade this guy. prices go yeah. down because teams ain't, you know. But also waiting too long, that window of competition can close. Exactly. So, like, you got to make that decision now. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we just talked about the first blown lead. We'll talk about the second one. 25 points blown by the Spurs, and then 26 points blown by who other than the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I was real confused, man. I, I checked in on that game, and they was up by like a dub. In the, like they 50, were up by dub in the first quarter. It, 50, it was like 55 to 36, and I was like, oh, Bulls got that. I was like, mm-hmm. I actually was like, damn. Yeah, I was like, damn, the Bulls doing that, though? I was like, damn, Bulls about to get the 11th. Somebody yeah. must have had their shirt. I looked, when they were up by 20, again, yeah. I wasn't watching this game, but I was checking the score. I looked at my girlfriend, I was like, there's two possibilities. There's possibility one, that that Clippers win really got this team going or possibility number two we're blowing this game and unfortunately it happened to be possibility number two a lot of things happened in this game that people are blaming the refs because Tony Brothers had like four super terrible calls in the fourth quarter but they shouldn't even been in that position in the first place where the refs decided the game you were up by 20 20 26 actually I remember it's like come on bro when we went to the Bulls game I was saying like they don't got they have Zach Levine and he's the guy that takes the last shot but they mm-hmm. don't got nobody that's really a closer it's gonna run the ball down when it's crunch time yeah they don't got that and they definitely need it and he had a good game he just shoot the three ball well but he took leadership and took the shots when mm-hmm. they needed to which is they sucked they sucked and what bothered me the most and maybe y'all saw my tweet after the game Chris Paul Wendell Carter and Kobe White took a picture Wendell and Kobe White were super happy I understand that Chris Paul, it was Kobe White's mentor, still is. I understand that they play for his AAU team, but they have to realize that there is a time and a place. When you just blew a 26-point lead, there's no way you should be taking pictures smiling. This is not a jersey swap opportunity. Hell no. You go to the locker room and you 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 get dressed. You take that picture after. You take it in the tunnel. I, you don't do it on the court where the fans can see that or look at you and be like, these dudes don't care. And you know what makes it worse is that after the game, Jim Boylan says stuff like, I like the way we played tonight. That tells your, your players, they're like, oh, okay, we did all right. No. <laughs> no, you scold them. You tell them, like, what, like. Anyway, that's enough Bulls talk. Nobody cares about the Bulls but me. Man, I, I care about going. I care about the pitcher now that I'm seeing you score in 19 minutes. You had two points, one for six, from 16% from the field. Yeah, Kobe White's been terrible Easy, over yeah. the past five, six games or so. He's, he's hit that rookie wall that a lot of people go through. Mm. And, um,. Because teams are prepared for him now. Yes. The big thing is that, like, late in that game, you saw his percentage. He shot 16% from the field. Steven Adams at the free throw line, he's a 50% free throw shooter. He hit his first one. Statistically, he should miss the second one. But they took Wendell Carter out to put Kobe White in, and then he gave up the offensive rebound. How can an NBA head coach... Look at that. He's a 50% free throw shooter. He made the first one. Statistically, just looking at the numbers, he's going to miss the second one. Get somebody in that can rebound. Throw the whole and we took team him out. Away. And we took him out. Throw the whole team away. Throw them all the way. Throw the coach away. Throw the front office away. Throw it all but away. Hey, Greg Popovich made the same mistake. Yeah, in the finals. You're, you're right. You're goddamn right. And guess so, who Jim Boylan coached on it? Goddamn Greg Popovich. <laughs> in that series. He was there in that series. He there. was. Maybe that's he was, was on the bench. Where did that from? Oh man! But they also had no timeouts left, so they had to go quick. It's, yeah. So he wanted his guards in. So it I, was. It's just it, enough Bulls talk. They suck. 
Um, shout out to OKC for not putting their heads down. I yeah. swear other coaches got to be like, we're going against the Bulls. They've blown this lead a hundred times. We're still in this game. It happened with the Lakers. It happened with the Lakers. We can go down. It happened with the Hornets. It happened with the Lakers. It happened with the Knicks. Hey, we have blown 20-point leads or double-digit leads at least five times a season. Probably more. <laughs> Next game we should talk about is the Miami Heat losing to the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Um, this young team, man, they're just, I think, a game or two out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They are sitting, I'm sorry, that is, they are yeah, three games out of the playoffs. Josh, <laughs> maybe 20 and 10. Um, he finished with 10 assists? Yeah. Yeah, I think he had 90 assists in the first half. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then uh, Brandon Clark, again, just having another pretty good game. He's just turning out to look like the steal of the draft based on the first 25, 30 games of the season. Um, giving big time minutes. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a good rebounder, but uh, when you have Brandon Clark in there, you don't worry about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s rebounding. Yeah, he don't demand the ball at all. Yeah, and Valentunas, we can't go this episode without talking about Valentunas because he's their leading scorer, and he was basically unstoppable going eight for nine, hitting some threes. He just does his thing. Yeah, Memphis just came out and made shots tonight because, I mean, the, the Heat, when you look at them and how they played, they didn't do anything wrong. Jimmy had a 25, mm-hmm. Bam had 14 and 13. Uh, Duncan Robinson had 12, all from threes. That's what he do. Uh, yeah. None had 18. Hero had 22 points. He Derrick had t- t- 20 shots. Had 15. That's crazy. If Derrick Jones is giving you 15 points. You should win the game. I, I'm, I'm expecting I'm happy to see that he's back in rotation because he had fell out for a minute. He was not playing that much recently. I just think with all the injuries of Drogic that you got Justice Winslow been out with his yeah. concussion or whatever James it's been. Johnson not playing. And uh, Deion Wade is definitely not playing. He got six There's guys for in, in double figures. Yeah. And then Memphis bounced back and also had three. They had six as well. Brandon Clark gave him 14. De'Anthony Melton gave him 16 out of nowhere. Shout out De'Anthony Jotted Melton. his thing. Valanchunas, Jaron Jackson, and then Jake Carter gave them a nice 10. One for nine from three, 11%. <sighs> it's pretty wild. But They're yeah, a fun team to watch, that's a good win the for Memphis them. Grizzlies. Yeah, they have some positives um, going for them. I, I also like the performance that uh, Carmelo Anthony gave us in this Portland. One well, last yeah. thing about the Memphis Grizzlies. Their pick is top six protected. And if it's seven or anything else, it goes to the Celtics and they're winning games. So, like, if you're the leader of the front office, do you want your team to lose more so you can keep your pick? Or do you just like, just go win, young guys? Yeah, it's bittersweet. I definitely want the young guys to win. But that pick seemed a little intense. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell your young guys to not go out of the game. Just like to bitch job. Right. So it ain't like that's your only pick. Say it again. Because they have their pick, and then they would have the Celtics pick. No. Oh, it's their pick? It's their pick that would go to the oh, Celtics. Shit. Yeah, it's their own pick. I'm going to need that pick, yeah. <laughs> 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 we ain't got that much And, and maybe, maybe they end up doing that late in the season. They realize that, hey, and then Jaws already having low management his rookie season because of that yeah. back thing that happened. Um, so maybe they'll start to lose more so they'll keep their pick late in their season. I mean, yeah, it is bittersweet because you want to see your young guys perform well. So is that the case that they trade Jay Carter? Yes. Him and Iggy, even though Iggy's not playing, those are the two guys on their roster that would have some trade value. Probably. I would say yes. I would say yes. At the like the trade deadline, somebody needs a guy that defends well and a, a locker room dude, let's go get Jay Crowder. And he's moved. But what's what is the, what are they getting back? I don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. But yeah. But like you said, Melo um, had another great game along with Damian Lillard, who's the closer, obviously for that team. And CJ had a good game. It was just overall a good game. But we just saw the Suns lose their third or fourth in a row, something like that. Devin Booker has third in a row. Yes, he missed the last two. 
They lost three in a row. Kelly Oubre's been trying to take over doing a good job. without I mean, yeah. D-Book there. Yeah, that's his corner, man. Late in the game, that's his corner because he almost beat us with that corner last they night. They stayed competitive, you know, with a, with a nice team with big performances from their top three guys mm-hmm. without their top two guys. So that was encouraging to see DeAndre Aiden is back tonight. So, wait, wait, wait. That's true? It's been 25 games already? So... Um, it oh, has been wow. It doesn't seem like that wait, long. Is the way John Collins comes back soon too? No, John Collins played five games before he was suspended. Oh, um, DeAndre Aiden only played one. Okay, so if you just look at the numbers, yeah, he should be back tonight. That's that's going to yeah, be gonna very be interesting. Let's find out. They play against the Clippers. Late night game. game. It's gonna be a good one. It's yeah, gonna be a good one. I would one. expect Devin Booker to play. He didn't play yesterday because of his forearm, so he probably didn't want to play on the back to back. So but now you got DeAndre Aiden back. You got to play. Yeah, you, you play him, Aiden. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, for a team that started off so well but end up having a little the moments, mm-hmm. um, this could be a nice little boost. This would kind of be like a midseason trade for them to re-energize them and make them back competitive so that they can hold, you know, on to a seventh to a eighth seed to, to remain in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, right now they are ninth on the outside looking in. You let the Kings get back in. Uh, the Thunder are there. Shout so. out to the Kings, by the way. Yeah. No, no, um, Marvin Bagley, no De'Aaron Fox. Marvin Bagley's just, back. Um, yeah, yeah, he just came back like two or three days, games ago. I'm sorry, but definitely no leader. Like their point guard leader, the best player on the team, hasn't been there, and they've been they've been doing great. Shout out to Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes been holding it down. <laughs> yeah, they're going to shout out. Somebody, somebody DM'd us right about giving. Rashawn yeah, Holmes he tweeted us. He tweeted us. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that one, but yeah, Rashawn Holmes been hooping, hooping. Yeah, um, especially for him. You know what I'm saying? Which kind of mm-hmm. ruins my idea of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted. To spark up the trade conversations. I wait, 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 wait. Wait, for the, no. For the Blazers, though, I did see a stat that that was a good win for them, but they're 1 in 10 against teams that are under 500. Or above over 500. Yeah, above yeah. They, they cannot be good teams this year. That's, that makes a lot of sense. And um, it's crazy. Before we do trade talk, we got one last game to talk about, and it's not much because we about to hit our first break. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers went against the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors beat them by 20. But in that game, we saw Colin Sexton and Darius Garland have pretty good individual games. They still didn't pass the ball for shit, but they both had 20 and 25, so the young guys hooping. And then with the Raptors, we had another um, Norman Powell game. Norman Powell's one of those dudes that, like, either he's giving you close to nothing or he's giving you 25. Like, that's just how it seems. And that's what he did yesterday. On my, my career, he he played plays for my team. For the Bucks, He gets traded to the Bucks. He plays for the Suns on my team. Um, so he's getting traded fan, everywhere. He's just, he's just all over the place. About the Cleveland Cavaliers, a fan DM'd me and took uh, <clears throat> what you had said about them being all available in trade, okay. which is true. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that myself. But he took that very literal and was like, no, nah, everybody's not. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is probably won't get traded. I'm like, bro, you took that way too literal. <laughs> you did. You, you, you think that Kevin Porter Jr. is untouchable? You're out your damn mind. <laughs> but he also said, and I was like, hell no. Nah. He said Colin Sexton's untouchable. I'm like, bro, this, Colin Sexton's not untouchable. I promise you he's not. Were they trading for a bag of chips? Absolutely not. But he's not <laughs> untouchable. Only person that's untouchable that shouldn't be is maybe Michael Porter Jr. And we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to talk about some trades. So like we mentioned at the top of the show, trade season is officially here. We had Wolves and Zach Lowe of ESPN have a little podcast, I guess you would call it, where they talked about everything they knew so far about trade markets and everything. Um, the first one, the one I hinted to, is that the Denver Nuggets have officially made Michael Porter Jr. Uh, untouchable. Don't matter if you want to give me LeBron. Don't matter if you want to throw KD injured ass to us. We say it no because Michael Porter Jr. is untouchable. What y'all feel about that? I know he's not getting PT. 
much of it at least. How do y'all feel about him being untouchable, the only guy on the um, roster? I feel like he can definitely help them bring in something that's going to take them to the next step. Yeah. And I feel like they're not playing him. So what's the purpose of just stashing him? Because on they're bench? saying he's the future, but it's not like they have an old team. Yeah, they have, like they, have, they have one of the uh, youngest teams in the league yeah, at yeah. the moment I, still. I don't get that. That statement to me identifies that they don't think that they're legit right now, personally. Because, I mean, uh, like Derek said, you 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 put a package together with him at the forefront, and you go out there and you can go out there and get somebody solidified that could really make us look at this team a lot differently in the Western Conference. Because even with the team that they have, they're still solid. They've been underwhelming at points, but they've also looked magnificent at certain points. Uh-huh. So you give them one guy that that could fill a hole for being like a a consistent scoring option closing out type guy and and you know that team could be taking a whole different you know um whole different way i don't know who the guy is but i know i know the guy who um it's drew holiday drew holiday's Uh, gonna be thrown around for a lot of different teams uh the nuggets being one the heat being one yeah um there was one other team that i forget that that was mentioned on the podcast number one but um let me get to it right here. We're pretty sure that Malik Beasley's going to get moved. That's like almost a given because he's a restricted free agent. We're sure that some team is going to throw the money, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be the Grizzlies. One team, a rebuilding team with a lot of money, will give him a bag. So they better trade him now before losing him for nothing because they're not matching a $15 million contract for him per year. Heat, Magic, Pistons, Kings, Timberwolves, Drew Holiday. Makes sense. It makes sense. He's a guy that you can just plug. And we talked about this last episode. He can, yeah. he can be plugged, plugged in, in everywhere. Him. He doesn't complain. He plays great defense. We ain't got to go much more about that. I like that, though. I like, I like that, that uh, trade scenario. I like Michael. You, you put together a package. Um, can some? Can you look at how much he makes? Um, he makes like 26. The package that was thrown around was Gary Harris and Malik Beasley. But that'll make the money work. And then you get a young guy to the Pelicans, or two young guys to the Pelicans, because I think um, Gary Harris is still like 24. So you get two yeah. more young guys to the Pelicans, a team that is rebuilding, and then boom, potentially trade is done. Maybe they get a pick, a protected pick, or something yeah, like that. They want, Michael, they want Michael Porter Jr. And they can't have him. <laughs> that's, that's how I would be. I would say, yeah, I can't do the trade then. Gary Harris is not enough for me to do the trade. It's not. It's not. I, I just don't understand why. Like, how do they want to keep Michael Porter Jr. so bad? Yeah. I, I just they they think that he could potentially be the four that plays alongside Nikola Jokic when Paul Millsap's contract is up next I year. I think so too, but I also defensively think that, that do not sound good. It, it doesn't, but. I, uh, they'll figure it right now. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league, and yes, that is a lot of Paul Millsap, but it got to be the other players too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. We'll see what the GM, I forget his name, um, will decide to do. But this current roster of the Nuggets, in my eyes, aren't contenders. Because I thought this is they got to make. A move. I thought this is the year they were going to let Michael Porter Jr. off the leash. They were going to let him play and let him play consistently. I had a tweet before the season start. It was like the most important player this season. It was just a picture of Michael Porter Jr. Because if he did come in and he was productive, they the were, Nuggets are great. They could be looked at as a different team. And then as, also the reason I said like he, he could be an amazing trade piece. Yeah. But at this point, he ain't a trade piece at all. At all. And he's not playing. So and that, I agree uh, with that the also thought. that value is one. I down. agree with the thought process that it could be the future, but. That means that you have – I just don't know, man. I think if you're playing for the future, then you have to let a guy play because you're playing for the future. Yep. You can't right. play for the future and he's not playing. That just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. You just can't throw him in there next year and say, hey, you're our starting four. Yeah, like he – I'm not even saying he had to be a <laughs> starter. He just – he's averaging five points if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He's at, Yeah, he's averaging five points. How many minutes per game is he getting? 8.9. Damn. Okay. 
I'm just, I'm just going to try to parallel it to something else, but it doesn't make sense because Pascal was getting 20 minutes a game before his MIP season. Um, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? He was under ranks. He was getting his minutes. And then the next year, they're like, okay, you're our starting power forward now. And he became yeah. most of the did, didn't he? Yes, CJ's yeah. another good option to that. Or he, he was just filled the role perfectly. That's our point, though. It's like they're not playing him. Mm-hmm. Those guys just didn't have a big enough role, but they were they were playing. He's so, literally not playing. So CJ was getting 15 minutes a game, and then he jumped up to 35 minutes a game the year after, and that's when he won most improved player. And that's after he came back from a broken foot, right? I couldn't tell you his injury history. That would be something for Portland Trailblazer fans to know. Yeah, I think CJ rookie year. He broke. He's like, I don't. No, no, no. We're talking about sophomore season. Yeah, his rookie year, he played 38 games. So maybe that was his broken foot. Yeah. But his yeah, sophomore I, season, he's played 60. And then again, the season after that is when he got his minutes and played 80. Um, but there's yeah I I can I can sli- again I can slightly understand why he is untouchable, mm-hmm. but obviously if you want to win a championship now, you probably want to deal him. But maybe again they're, th- they're right, thinking and about it the doesn't even have to be this year. What like they can get a player year? and still have him for maybe two years or maybe three years. Like okay, yeah, yeah. 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 they can still be on a contract and that window could still be there. Yeah, because again Jamal Murray's what twenty four, Jokic just twenty four. Um, and then Michael Porter Jr. is what twenty one at this point, so they could they still would have a pretty good young core two three years down the line, and all those guys being the contracts they did give Jamal Murray his bag. They did res- wait. Did Jokic resign? I'm pretty sure he resigned, but I'll just double check that. But those are guys that their core guys are under wraps. So if they want that guy to grow with them, uh, yes, he did sign an extension through twenty twenty three. It's not even that big of an extension, so they actually got a bargain for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a, that was one of the things that jumped out to me about this. Another thing that Wode said was that this era of Rockets basketball is at stake this season, cap or no cap. That's, that's no cap. That's, that's no cap. You said yeah, no cap. You said the Rockets what? And in that way, one They're, more quick thing about that: everything is at stake for them this season. Oh, won't they have Jeremy Grant too? Running yeah, that Jeremy board? Grant, Jerry Jeremy Bell. Grant is on on the. I'll check, but I think it's on the last year of his deal, and that's why they they got him for so little. So little, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll just double check that so we'll have the the real thing, or maybe it's like a one plus one salaries. He has a player option for nine million. He'll probably turn it down because he's worth more than nine mm-hmm. on the market. So he might be on another team. He might be on another if team next especially year, especially because the market gonna be so dead. He's definitely gonna yeah, a he, good agents gonna ask him to yep to hop up out of that. But yeah, I, the Michael Porter Jr. thing is just that shit is bullshit to me because even if it's for the future. He's going to get frustrated. He already missed his entire rookie season due to injury. Now well, he, he he talked about this um, recently in like an interview. He was saying he was asked, "Is it frustrating?" He said, "Yes, it is." But then I think about the fact that um, I went from not playing basketball for what two years, and now I'm actually out there playing every once in a while. So it is frustrating, but I know it's a it's a long game and not just a now something like he said something like that. So he did say that he is frustrated, but he also realizes that. He's got a long career ahead of him, so I he think can't he really be mad. I that it's stupid as hell to go up there and say, I'm frustrated. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. That absolutely won't help him either. So yeah. I didn't expect him to say, shove that mic up your ass. Get I want to do this interview until I'm playing. <laughs> but he's going to grow frustrated, man. Uh, what were you about to say, Mike? It was something about the Rockets. We were talking about the Rockets. The last- he said one last thing on the Nuggets, he said. Oh, uh, they have about Jeremy Grant. Oh yeah, and then oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the Houston Rockets. This era mm-hmm. could be the last, specifically because Mike D'Antoni didn't resign, yep, so exactly. he didn't have his extension. So literally, it will be the last era of this. If it don't go right, it'll probably go a different direction. And you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it because 
they've had too many chances to win and do something significant, and they did. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole idea of everything, not even just D'Antoni's system, I just think even Daryl Morey's system, it needs to just, you know, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. But if it is broke, you got to put them pieces together. Since we're sitting here talking about the Rockets, they also mentioned that they'd be interested in Robert Covington somehow because they, they can't trade Eric Gordon, who's the one guy on their on the books that has the amount of money that can match Robert Covington, and I doubt they'll trade Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know how they end up with Robert Covington. I just don't, I don't know how to end up with anybody. They, they're always trying to put some trade out there, that which it's like almost impossible to do when yeah. you're doing like too much. They always throw something. The Bucks would be interested in Robert Covington and JJ Redick as well if yeah, they JJ become um, available. The Pels, JJ the Pels just said the, that JJ Redick was unavailable. Did they really? Yeah, they said they want him as a, like a locker room guy. That is dumb. I'm sorry. That is dumb. That is that is a dumb thing. And I, I like was it David Griffin is is running that team now. I like him. He's made some good moves, but he he's got to be available. You got to at least mm-hmm. listen to the offers, right? Mm-hmm. He's 31, 32 years old, um, and he's got trade value. Like he's he's got to be on the market. He's got to be. There's no way because I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm looking it up. I literally just read this like a day or two ago. I don't remember if it was BR or if it was an article on Twitter. Yeah, I, I literally just typed in JJ. Or was it Facebook? Uh oh. It wasn't Facebook. It wasn't Facebook? I don't listen to no news on Facebook. <laughs> Four hours ago, J, somebody made an article about JJ Reddick being a trade option for the team. And we, I'm looking at this current article that has J.J. Redick as one of the top 16 players to be <laughs> traded right here. The Pelicans stink, and even if they improve when Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson returns from injury, it, it isn't likely to be enough to matter this year. The Pelicans can't compete right now, which is fine for their long-term vision, but isn't what Redick hoped for at age 35. He's owed $13 million over this season and next season, but a contender should be willing to pay that price for a 45% three-point shooter at 7 oh, attempts. Think about that. 45%? On 7 attempts. That's Teams who should be interested in the Pacers, the Mavericks, Mm -hmm. the Rockets, the Celtics, and the Bucks. 48% on catch and shoot threes. And this was from about five days ago, so maybe it's changed. Mm -hmm. Um, Marcus Morris is first at 52%. Terry Rozier at 51%. This is a Davis Bertans. I see you, Mike. Y'all see what Davis Bertans saying to Marquise Morris? What do you say? I think he just called him straight up a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I said that was funny. Yeah, I fucked some Bertans. He's been hooping, man. Just don't say it's Marcus. <laughs> then I gotta, I gotta hop in there. What's that say? Um, where would you see something? JJ Reddick to the Bucks. I'm unavailable. Oh, I haven't seen anything. Uh, yeah, so. D-mails. We're gonna have to fact check that unavailable. I'm I not saying you didn't it. see it. I'm just saying we got to fact check that because yeah. I ain't seen it sh- nowhere. Yeah. Um, since you just mentioned Marcus Morris, the Clippers are interested in him. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he agreed to sign with them before did, the season yeah. started. He said, nah, I'm good. Then he actually signed with the Spurs, and he's like, nah, I'm good. And Bro. then he ended up in New York. Which is why he fired Rich Paul, because <laughs> obviously Rich Paul has some shit to do with that. Because the first contract with the Clippers was more than what he actually ended up getting. Yeah. So I, But I know. then LeBron went to the Lakers. So Rich Paul was like, don't help the Clippers. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to trade him, man. As a Knicks fan, he's on a one-year deal, making mm-hmm. 18 million. I don't want to trade him. He embraced it. He said he, you know, he agreed with the, the, the statement Melo made about certain people is cut for New York. He said mm-hmm. he's one of them. He want to be there for the change. I love all of that shit. Keep him. Trade Julius Randle and everybody else except our young <laughs> trade guys. Julian, I love Randall, Marcus man. Morris. I love his mindset. I think he is a guy that other players will want to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we're not getting no star no time soon, but if you were like trying to get a star, 
Uh, that's why the Clippers want him because he'd be able to coexist with the Paul George and the Kawhi Leonard. They like yeah. to play with him. Yeah. Pat Beverly would want to play with a dog. Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, they will embrace him and like people. People like that. I know sensitive people who don't understand certain dynamics of basketball and don't understand certain things. They kind of get uh, offended by it for whatever reason. But you know, locker room guy. He's a guy that in the locker room people are gonna love being on the floor competing with him. Boston Celtics teammates they love him. Anytime you see Celtics versus Knicks. You watch out Brown and Tatum and those and that's guys. That's why Marcus you trade Martin. him and get some something in return for that Knicks. I'm not giving him to the Clippers for for no bullshit. I'm not I, saying I'm that. I'm gonna Landry Shamit. They don't want to give up Landry Shamit. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think they're giving up Landry Shamit. <laughs> 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 I understand one of them because that dude when I watch, when I was watching the, that man just got one of the most purest jump Facts. shots. Didn't in you the say league. you Landry Shamit and a first? Yeah, I said that. Hell yeah. Cause I don't in the first, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not for no one year, and that's fine. But I'm, I'm all I'm doing is I'm not saying that's what we're going to get. People need yeah. to re- realize that. I never said that. I'm that's just a, making the status high because the point I'm making is we're not giving him up because he's a, a restricted free agent, uh, unrestricted free agent on a one year deal, and competitive teams can use him. That don't mean you just give him up. I was saying, oh, he could get back a first round pick or multiple seconds. You think you think I want to give Marcus Morris to the Clippers for two second round picks? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no, I'll keep him. Thank you very much. So we want Landry Shamit. But would you do – what if he just – okay, so he's here in New York for that one-year deal. Yes. And then he walks. Uh-huh, Wouldn't him. you rather have the two second-round picks because you got just any value for him? No, because him walking is a hypothetical because he said he wanted to be here. So hopefully we I, can be able to bring him he back. He said he wanted I, to be a couple places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after he said that, he chose us. He, chose he doesn't, he doesn't seem like a man you could trust his word on. One one minute he want to be somewhere That's else. Hilarious. We could trust his word. He with the Knicks. He's the, the one team he didn't say nothing to. When he said he, he commented and he came. I don't know. I just I just think that's that's funny as hell. What is another thing? I feel um, like he is he's such a competitive guy. I think he wants to be in a competitive in a competitive situation. So you're going you're telling me what he, what he said is ain't true. Out of his own mouth, I should ignore what he said. It's similar to like <laughs> what you say about most players in interviews. They're not gonna say no. Oh, shit, with the Knicks? On a one year deal, they gon' they looking to trade him anyway. Why wouldn't he keep it on? If it's one motherfucker, I'm gonna believe what they say. It's them twins, Marcus Morris and and uh, Markeith. They gonna say how they feel. I, I that's just one. That's a thing. On a, that's a fact. Especially when they try to have a team meeting and they still fire the coach. This team is they're trying to answer calls from anyway. I don't see what would wrong be wrong with him saying anything. And yeah, it's a difference between being politically correct and just talking out of your ass. He didn't have to say, "Yeah, I want to be gone," but he didn't also have to say, "I want to be here." That's two different things. He could be professional and say, "You know, I'm gonna just stick it out. I'm gonna ignore the trade." That's what everybody do. I'm gonna yeah. just ignore the trades, ignore the rumors, and just play basketball. But to but to then go a step further and say, "You know, like Melo said, he's referring specifically to a statement <laughs> Melo said about being cut for New York. It, it has to be, certain people have to be cut for it." He literally went on that and said, I, mm. I agree with that. And I think I'm like that. I'm one of the ones. I want to be here for the change. That's a step <laughs> further than just being politically political. He correct. takes me as the type to always go after the bag no matter where it's at. So if a team offer him more money than the Knicks, I think he'll probably walk. That's, that's just me as an outsider looking in from what I know about the Morris brothers. They just always seem to end up in a place that gives them a good amount of money. The next guy is that um, – they don't believe that Chris Paul will be traded in an in-season trade, which makes sense. Contract is so damn big, and the teams that need a point guard aren't trading assets for Chris Paul. Yeah, nobody wants his ass, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is that Minnesota's looking for a point guard, and then Dennis Schroeder's name came up a bunch. 
So I, that it kind of makes sense, but I don't know if he's the one that takes your team over the no. top. Was, how much better is he than Jeff Teague in the first place? Maybe he's better. He's better. I but how much? Like what point guards came to mind for the Tim Wolves? D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is like Russell. the but main not one. They him. said it. Yeah, they they're said not trading him right now. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I don't think that helps them. You know what they do? Uh uh-uh. uh Because. No, they're, they're a team that needs three-point shooting. Having him, Josh Okoji, on the same, uh, that'd be There's, tough. That'd be real tough. A good PG footer would have been like, the dream would have been like Seth Curry. I got some statistics. Seth? Yeah. Because he can shoot the ball so well? Yeah. And he plays off the ball. Wiggins is your but do you lead want, one. Do you want him running your show, though? You kind of let Wiggins run the show, to be honest. They own like a nine-game loser streak since Wiggins been a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little... <laughs> From a uh, Alonzo fan who randomly DM me this, he says when Lonzo plays thirty three minutes or more, <laughs> already I don't like the statistic. He averages fifteen, <laughs> six rebounds, eight assists, and two steals while shooting forty. Who the hell is going on Basketball Reference and looking at stuff like this? People who want to see a guy play more. That's been the whole thing with the Pelicans yeah. system is that he's not playing I, proper minutes. In, in theory, I think he's going to be at his best when he's at a team when it's just, just him. But yeah. the question is, asking, don't you play more minutes once you're playing good? Obviously, he's not going to put up 20 points in 10 minutes because the coach is going to let you play if you're good. You know what I'm saying? He just yeah, played yeah, good in the yeah. last game against the Magic. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking specifically good. about yeah, that stat. It's just that, a very weird one to... Right, he's been in the corner. Who on their roster should challenge him for minutes when he is struggling? JJ Redick. JJ Redick's a better, a better. Yeah, JJ Redick's now starting. I've seen them all, but they're bad together. Statistically, hey, if you got, they had a lot of different starting lineups. So (laughs) you're a young team developing, and you, and this is a piece that, and I'm sure they once they trade Drew Holiday, Mm -hmm. he go to Keys, right? He go to Keys, Lonzo. It's it's your team if they trade him. Drew Holiday isn't a surefire. We just putting things together. I think JJ Reddick should be a surefire guy to get traded. Mm-hmm. But how, do they get an offer that pleases them about Drew Holiday? We'll see. Yeah, I guess so, we'll see. I think there are teams out there that are willing to buy on. Drew's one of those guys. I think I feel so like too. But they be... have to want it. Yeah. It has to be something. Especially you got teams saying Michael Porter Jr. ain't available. I wouldn't be mad at them if they said we don't want Gary Harris and Malik Beasley. That ain't enough. I wouldn't be mad at this. So Lonzo Ball, so far this season, has played, this has been the the five people that he's – oh, well, the four other people he's played with the most this season. Drew Holiday, J.J. Reddick, Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes. On paper, that team should be decent. Yeah. They're one of the worst lineups in the league right now. Mm-hmm. On paper, it should be – I'm not, and I'm not saying this is Lonzo. We're just talking right. about this team in general. On paper, this is a team that should be competing night in and night out, but they're getting their ass blown out. It doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense. They got the defensive backcourt with Lonzo and Drew Holiday. They got the shooting in J.J. Raddick. They got the shot creation in Brandon Ingram. And Jackson Hayes, he has defensive potential. His defense ain't there just yet. Yeah. But they have the pieces. It just ain't it, really worked. That Pelicans team, it's just they've been struggling. Yeah, I mean, and, been and then Jackson yeah. Hayes, you, you kind of said it, but they don't really have no rim protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he does show potential block shots, but he's not. He, and also, he's very him. small. Yeah, he, so he can't bang wrong. with bigs or nothing. Oh, you he's mean like thin? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. He's really a very wrong prospect. Because I mean, I agree with what you're saying. You play good to get minutes, but I mean, I look at a game right here on a game log where he had 20 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. He played 43 minutes a game, and then the next game came out and played 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. So after a guy gives you 20 points, 11 and six, right? He's been he's been up and down. What, it's the consistency. But they got blown out by 46, so he shouldn't be playing. If you're down by 40, I don't want my my good players playing. But anyway. is he down by 40 because he only played 27 minutes? I think they're down by 40 because they were ass. 
They're going to be ass regardless, though. There's no way that this team should be worth it. Wasn't that against just, the Mavs? Just, Didn't the Mavs build them out by four? That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Just, you see that game. right there? It was great. Oh, my bad. My I'm just bad. saying, oh, like, I, like, I thought you, was you remember last no. year, the Bulls <laughs> lost by 50 to, to the Pistons, to the, no, 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 to the Celtics? Yeah. You're, if you're down by that much, just, just let the bench warmers play. I don't even want to risk an injury of one of my guys that matter if I'm losing by that many points. Yeah. And maybe that's the situation there. He, he played 20 minutes stuff? in the first couple quarters, and they're like, we're down by 30 going into the fourth. Everybody said, we'll let Kenrich Williams and, and Frank Mason, I mean, Frank I Jackson play the right. I would say he's a guy that matters because I don't think they— I, No, I, that's, that's not like a—we know he matters, but shit, the, the, the minutes ain't saying it. The minutes ain't saying it. Because if, if, if it was just with that theory, it's like when you play good, you get minutes. When you don't, you don't play. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and also, it's, play good. and it's a confidence strike to like start him off, to have him go from being a starter to now bring him off the bench. That's why so now I, it's confidence. I, him and his show. best is going to be when he he gets a team where he can run the show and run the show, and that's not always the case in the NBA. You and it kind of seems like this team seems like a team where he can actually like be the PG. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's what it's saying. I, he really just needs the weapons. I think he's gonna he has he's it. gonna he's gonna gain that confidence when he's just making the people around him better. But the problem with Lonzo Ball is he's great in the open court. Like as far as finding the open man, he is beautiful. But in the half court, his playmaking is is average. Mm-hmm. When he's on the break, he is one of the best players in the league because he can he has the vision and he's so quick with it. He can hit that corner or he can hit the dive in Jackson Hayes whatever. But in the half court, he's timid and he doesn't find the open man. He's one of the best finishers in the league statistically. You know why? Because he's not attempting at the rim. He goes, he finishes at the rim twice a game. And then the rest of the time, he's just not, he's shooting threes where he's shooting 35%. He's shooting 37% from the field I haven't as seen, a guard. I haven't seen Lonzo Ball be given the chance to be spectacular in a half-court offense. I've seen Lonzo Ball be in corners. I've seen Lonzo that's, Ball be But that's, picks, that's the crazy man. thing is, Pete, that's not true. His usage is at an all-time high. He has the ball in his hands more than when he was in L.A., it should, yeah, it's going to be more than LA. But if he can't, he can't have the ball in his hands all the time. I'm looking at game logs. He's playing 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 19 minutes, 21 minutes. That you just it, you're playing 23 minutes. I'm I'm telling you that when he is on the floor, he is the guy with the ball in his hands a lot. Right, of but clearly he's on the floor at limited minutes. Is what I'm telling you. You can't you can't have the ball in your hands 24 seven if you're playing 22 minutes. Sure, he has the ball in his hands when he is playing those 22 minutes, but he's playing 22, 23. He just played 27. Next game, what is he going to play? 19 or 30? I, I'm not saying that Alvin Gentry is a great coach. I think he's an okay coach. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad coach either. I'm not saying that at all. I like Alvin Gentry. So if if we agree that he's an okay, I mean, he, this might not be the great situation for him because David Griffin took over the team and he was the coach from the last gym, whatever. So he might get fired soon. It doesn't matter. Facts. He probably will. Yeah. But I trust him, Alvin Gentry, to get players minutes when they deserve it. He's one of the coaches that I'll say that about. So if Lonzo's playing 25 minutes a game, there's a reason he's playing 20. It's not because he doesn't, Alvin Gentry doesn't like him. You know what I'm saying? There has to be a reason he's not getting the minutes, and it might be because when they're on the court, when he's on the court, the team is ass offensively. Defensively, they're great. They're good when he's on the floor. But the offense suffers when Lonzo Ball is out there. It's just a fact. I mean, that, that could be the possibility. It's also a fact that they also have a lot of backcourt rotational players. The offense struggling when his ass ain't out there as well. That team ain't shit. 
Period. That team ain't shit. They're not. No, you're right. You're right. They're average when he's off the court, but they're terrible when he's on the court. That team ain't shit. So I mean, if like, so I'll, I'll take the average play over this the not, terrible play. I think you got to go with the growing pains, man. He got to learn how to be. And I'm sure he them. will if that, they they that, move that, JJ. That's, that's that's all I'm saying. The te- yeah. If the team ain't if he if they ain't out there being spectacular, that's when, why, when I there, hear seven game not. streak, I hear let them play. But it's also you remember this is let a team. Play. This is a team that was coming into it. Potentially could have been a team that borderline right, um, and they haven't played right. They have, but in been. their in his mind, he's still trying to win games because he thinks that their idea is that okay, let's be cool until Zion gets back. Zion could put us over the hump. Obviously, that ain't help because they're on a twelve game losing streak. But that's his mindset. You know what I'm saying? They're still out there trying to win games. So, and is it the now, right mindset? Probably not. Yeah, okay, fine. That, then that that's what it is. Then he need his ass fired, mm-hmm. which might happen. Trade Drew Holiday, JJ Reddick, which might happen. And now you now it's growing pain. Because ninety percent of our roster is young, which is the point that I'm. We all up here saying I can't expect this team to have beautiful highest percentages and all of this shit with a young team. They're a young team, yeah. bro. They're a young I'm team. I'm with P, and P always be emphasizing this, and sometimes I, I don't like it. But in this case, you you can't you if you already know the plan is to Lonzo's going to be your PG because mm-hmm. you're thinking about we might be firing people that's in the front office or the. Whatever you already know, see, just let it go. Just let him do what he needs to do. Is Lonzo up for a, a contract yeah. this season? Yes, yes. But he better, he better hope Is they he? trade Drew. I think, I think, I think, I think he, he has one more year. I think it's Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it's Brandon Ingram. Oh, Brandon Ingram. He's up for an extension, not a contract. Brandon Ingram, they gonna have to pay. Facts. Yeah. They gonna have to pay. They gonna have to pay. Somebody else will. He's gonna get his money. And if he ends up on another team, then they definitely lost that trade. Who are you talking about? Bi? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You gonna have to pay that man twenty five plus. Honestly. The way he's been hooping, I'm, I, you know, I'm all for earning minutes, and and I agree. I'm not saying that, you know, it's the same theory that the people had about Fizdale, but you know, I just think that he is your guy. A lot of the guys that we had on our team that people complain about Fizdale, they they aren't our guy. Like Kevin Knox hasn't done anything. Lonzo Ball has had a very underwhelming. Starts his career and Kevin Knox ain't even did that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he <laughs> and there's a lot of things that go with Lonzo too. He his. Him not being able to stay healthy obviously hurts him on the yeah, court too. Yeah. Um, that would have been the, that's the only reasonable thing a person can say to that is that he came back from the injury, so they wanted to mm-hmm. ease him back in. Fine, he struggled since coming back from the injury. Rightfully so, though. You just had a, a, a little injury, and now you're trying right. to bounce back, readjust. Right. And injuries are a no game, especially mentally when you think the possibility of re-injury because mm-hmm. yeah. he's, he's dealt with that his whole career. Yeah, you know. And the only reason I'm looking mm-hmm. at these stats is not I don't. I don't give a damn about Lonzo Ball at the end of the right. day. But somebody had asked a question on Reddit, who would you rather have Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball? So that made me dive into like the numbers of yeah. both players. And, um, and you asked me that yesterday, mm-hmm. and you also brought up like Darius Basley because I was trying to I was trying to say like Darius oh this is Basley yeah Darius Basley I was like the reason I like Lonzo so much because he's a six six guy he's a two way he can he's got great playmaking it's not a lot of players like him mm-hmm. in the league he was like oh do you think feel the same way about Darius Basley and I'm like. No, not really. Because like, he's I a tall want... guy. He can run your offense. <laughs> he plays defense. His playmaking's decent. Yeah. But then I – and maybe I, I could be a little biased, but you could, you could ask the other guys, the other people here that aren't Laker fans or like that. No, Lonzo's one that has the, listen, one of the biggest fan bases but, in the league. But listen, like the potential behind Lonzo is ridiculous. That, That's why yeah. – because like you think about – we talked about him leading the league in assists, mm-hmm. him being an MIP player, mm-hmm. him being like all, yeah. all defensive team, all NBA. This is the stuff that he can do. If everything clicks for him. That's, That's why the big thing, I would yeah. pick Lonzo because we'll take every one of those players that you named and we'll look at the best version we've seen from them. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball at his best version is better than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. that we've seen. Because right. I, I believe mm-hmm. if you hit right on Darius Baisley and unlock his tools and everything. Right. I mean, he just literally just started. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. literally just started. So I, I would argue that. I'm high on Darius Baisley. So, so in that's this, my body. In his two and a half seasons play, Lonzo has 118 games played, which is obviously he's, right. he's always dealt with injuries. And that's that's the reason why him and Markel were paralleled because obviously Markel's has so many injuries. And they were the one or two. And uh, yes, and then now um, Markel's playing okay. He's not yeah. he's not killing it. Yeah. But he's, better. He's, been, exactly. he's being very right. solid though. We yeah. just we just happy to see him on the court. Yeah, and he's making highlights too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He had the one against Drew Holiday. We did the rap and yeah. he dunked. Dunk, yeah. And I do think that people are spoiled on Lonzo because of his injury history and the fact that he can't hit a damn three, he can't hit a damn free throw. Um, but there's still time. Twenty one years old, right? Yeah, and that's that, 22. He just turned 22. I don't care that three-point shot is way better. I still believe you have to make free throws as a point guard. You won't. That's one thing I will say. You're not going to play it, for Pierre. If you're a point guard, you won't play for Pierre Andreessen if you shoot not more than 75%. It looks better. Yeah. That, it's going in better. He's had a much more successful game shooting the ball this year than he's ever had. It's up by 1% than last year. What do you mean? Is he shooting more? He's shooting one shot more, and it's up by 1%. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take it. I just yeah. want to improve him. The, the, the problem with me with Lonzo Ball is that he doesn't better. attempt to attack the paint because yeah. he's afraid yeah. to shoot free throws. Mm-hmm. He shoots one free throw game as your starting point guard. If, as your as a point guard throughout his entire career, when he was starting coming off the bench, that's unacceptable. One it free is. throw? One free throw game. It is. Which means that every two games he gets fouled one time. Right. Because he, yeah. he ain't getting any once. Right. Because when he's <laughs> at his best, is, like you said, when he's in transition and, you know, players in transition that are, are looking for the open man, that's cool. But you also got to be able to be a, a threat. And I think and I think Alvin Gentry has to preach that to him. I think he has to tell him, like, we're at your we are going to be at our best when you're attacking and getting to the rim. I'm pretty sure he's telling him. I don't give him the benefit of the doubt that everybody mm-hmm. that's coaching him is telling him that. I don't think he's not attacking him because he's scared to shoot free throws. I think mm-hmm. it could play a part. But that's always been Lonzo's game. Even before he when he came in the league, before we could ever even say he was a bad free throw shooter, he was just a guy that was always passing when he got in the fucking paint. Mm-hmm. His rookie season, that was the only one thing we were saying. Stop fucking passing to Julius Randle when you have a layup, bro. Yeah. Stop kicking it out to Caldwell mm-hmm. Pope to Dean. You know, you know what his game reminds me of? <laughs> the way he plays, he reminds me of the... Like you, you had a high school game and the kids kind of timid, so his dad's yelling at him. Like he needs oh, the ball yeah. in the stands to yell at him to start playing harder or something like that. And I just don't like the fact that some games, I think his percentages would be a lot more better than just up one percent. But he has a lot of games where I like the man that to shoot, but he over shoots, seven, he's like yeah, I was about to say yeah. one for nine from three. Yeah, one for, nine, he, he had one for ten game yeah, too. See, I, I'm not a big fan of that because it's like keep shooting, but that's. J.J. Redick is the one who shoots when he's one for seven. He's the one that need to keep shooting. Sometimes you need to switch it up, try to get to the paint, switch it up. But Shoot a free throw, maybe. He'll definitely benefit when Zion comes back, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. For uh, sure. But D'Angelo Russell won't be traded. Um, teams that they say are interested in Marcus Morris or should be Heat, Pacers, Raptors, Nuggets, Rockets, Mavericks, Kings, Suns, and more. Basically everybody. Damn. Uh, um, same with Morris. Everybody basically. Um, Derek Favors is up here. They said like Reddick Favors is also stuck on the Pelicans at 20 years old. Favors is in the prime of his career and probably doesn't want to wait for Williamson. I don't, Ingram, like, I don't like any of those team fits for him. To hit their peak in quality, undersized big, averaging eight and nine and 21 minutes per game. His contract is expiring, making his any trade a short term gamble. Celtics, Heat, Bucks, and the Lakers for him. Celtics would be a good pick. Good, he's good still pick. undersized, though. He's yeah, not guarding he's, Embiid. Yeah, but when we looked at the numbers, he was still one of the best rim protectors in the league when he was playing with Gobert. <laughs> and without Gobert, he was still one of the best rim protectors. Okay. Um, Could have been a fluke, but that is true. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Gordon is up here. They said who should be interested, the Mavericks and the Kings. 
It's uh, year six for Gordon Orlando. He's not making a leap. Uh, they need to become relevant. It make time to be move on from him. I like to see um, him in uh, Dallas. That would be cool. Yeah, his defense, his defensive effort is like really good. I think it's underlooked just because he's playing against Jonathan Isaac, but he's definitely giving it to you defensively. Jordan Clarkson, somebody I think is going to be traded. Uh, Jazz Suns Pistons. Send him to the Pistons. I think that's a good fit. Marvin Williams is another guy I think should be traded. Uh, Thunder Celtics Mavericks Jazz. The Jazz and the Mavericks would be super super nice. It's really just Randall. I, I was just up last night, um, just like, damn man, it'd be nice if we could send him to send him to Sacramento and get a, a box down. But Rashawn Holmes is doing what Julius Randall would be doing, <laughs> so that kills that. You yeah. know. Uh, I also looked at the Kings and and man, they paying Deadman forty million over three years. Uh, Trevor Reason. They spent a lot million. of money. They spent a lot of money. A lot, this bro. They have a lot of guys who are on like multi-year contracts. They have Demar Derozan up here. Teams that should be interested in him. The Magic Pistons and Timberwolves. Lamarcus Aldridge is up here. Teams should be interested. The Trailblazers and Pacers. Um, yeah, Gallinari. Gallinari is low key having a 50, 40, 90 year as well, averaging 18 Man, points to six. Is he really? Pounds. I don't even peak. Oh, yeah. He always been somewhere well. around there. Yeah. 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 He's always been a quality player. Mike Kuzma, last guy. It's been a lot of speculation, a lot of questions being asked. Do y'all trade him? Do y'all keep him? You actually brought this up with a group Yeah, yeah, because I had seen an article about it, and I, I don't have the, the article with, with me right now to pull it up, but. It was basically saying that the way the Lakers are utilizing him this season, it shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to trade him. And I agree. But isn't it, but isn't the thing about Cal Kuzma is that he's on this rookie contract still? So his he yeah, his ability I, to yeah, be traded, yeah. you have to trade for somebody else on like a rookie contract. Yeah, yeah. That's a, another thing too. There's nobody, there's nobody we could really get. Yeah, that yeah. would benefit. So us just for keep him on the him. keep yeah. on the roster. Just but don't you have money from other players to talk and tag along? We do. But we like a trade, KCP. Like, Case been, I think he's a, he's a Laker so. for life Casey. because of his agent. For real. Who, Kuzma? No, no. Uh, Casey Fee. Fee. Yeah. But their payroll is really top-heavy with LeBron, yeah. Anthony Davis, and everybody. But I don't, they don't have any other contracts. Somebody, Danny Green's $14 million. He's playing good. You don't trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, Avery Bradley at $4 million. Quinn Cook at three million. Like, there's not yeah. <laughs> for like a at one mil- He's $1 million, though. So him and Kuzma only make up $3 million. You're not getting anything for that. You would have to trade KCP. Shit, business, yeah. business. Fuck out of here. What is his sign? 15% kick. Oh, sorry. He's, he's got, got a no a trade key. clause. He's got a no trade clause. He's yeah, got yeah. a no trade clause. Yeah. So he's a Laker oh, yeah. for life. Him, him and JaVale, don't they? JaVale, yep. JaVale and Rondo. Oh. I don't have no. Not LeBron. Right. LeBron ain't got no no trade clause. Yeah, it's those three dudes. Those are the most people that. Oh, those are some people that make some money. Yeah, well, I actually. But LeBron, I'm pretty sure on his contracts, he be having like big kickers. Like if you fifteen percent for LeBron, fifty percent is crazy. Yeah, so damn yeah. man, we think about trading LeBron. I don't know, bro. Y'all can get. Yeah, well, y'all can't get Michael Porter Jr. Actually. And no, then after go. all of those <laughs> names and, and situations, circumstances, Deion Waiters, um, the Heat, and him trying to. Call it a divorce. It's over with him. We yeah, won't ever the, see him on a basketball heat, court again. If the Heat can't rejuvenize your career back, then you're done. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. It's a fact. The ongoing six-game suspension when runs through December 23rd was uh, first reported. Partly the bite 
byproduct of Waiters posting an Instagram picture of himself on a boat during a period last week when he told the team he was unable to practice or play because of an illness. So basically, he told them he couldn't play, come kind of work, and then he was on a boat. Bro. Hilarious. You never call off work and then start posting you partying and shit on social media. He wanted them to see. Like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Spin the face. So He's guaranteed that money. He probably just don't want to hoop no more anyway. It's like, I, got, I made my money. Let me go chill. Star bench cut. Luka, Dame, Devin Booker. This is, a lot of people said this was simple. And then I've seen a lot of people also say some wild shit in our rep- in, in the replies. I'm starting Luca. Yep. I'm benching I'm, Dame. Yep. And I got to cut D book. I see yeah. people cutting Dame. Like, in all seriousness, cutting Dame. I can't cut Dame. Can't. You, you wanted to start Dame. You thought it's, about it. it was, yeah. I, def- I definitely did. I thought about it, but. <laughs> no, you did. I got to start Luca. You got to. You got to. You're like the that second best player. 30 point triple double. 40 point triple doubles I'm nice. yeah. Man I might start book <laughs> I'm glad he started laughing at me <laughs> yeah, he, said this. he made a song He made a whole song about him. The D-Book uh, D-Book yeah, collab yeah. yeah But you know I just like the fact that D-Book can play with anybody Yeah So can Luke <laughs> Yeah any of those players Can I play with anybody Can Luke He's a high useless player, man. I think fans. he can play with anybody. I'm just talking out of my head. <laughs> I, I just, we know who it is. It's Luca Dane, and you know D Book has to see himself out. And it's not a shot at D Book, obviously. He's just yeah. that was a two great, great player. Damn, one of my favorite players. But I'm a, gonna keep you got to be real. Yeah, yeah. got to keep it real. Nurkic, I in the comeback by February. Good for you. Which is crazy because like a few weeks ago he tweeted he's not playing this year. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, now, imagine So, like, I don't know. Marcus Aldridge right you next to each other. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the tweet. But, like, I legit, he somebody had asked him, like, are we going to see you this year? And he said, sources from Portland by Nurkic or something like that. You will not. Yeah. Portland Center use of Nurkic rehab is going good. But, no, no Nurk in 2019. Well, February 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I just looked at this like the 2019 season. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. And then y'all ain't gotta have Hassan Whiteside out there. Uh, that's it, y'all. Be sure to go listen to us on Apple, Spotify, every place you can get a podcast. Leave a like on the video. It always helps us out. Any last words? Uh, let's get 63k in a day. Let's get 75k in a day. We got, we got 63k, so let's get 70. Let's take baby steps. Hundred. Yeah, he went. Hundred is tough. <laughs> Uh, I see the other video from yes uh, a couple days ago. Got like thirty three in a day. Was, they like when we talk about trades. Yeah, that's gonna be the title of this video. Trust. So, peace. <laughs>